You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Ask for prayer. Paul the Apostle did. The writer of the Hebrews closed out and he said, pray for us. Paul would say things specifically for them to pray for. Pray that God would open the door for our message. Hey, if you're not praying for me and you call Calvary Chapel St. Pete your home church, I'm asking you, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for the pastors and the elders here. And then last but not least, pray for others. What a privilege to be able to pray for people and know that your prayers are making a difference. Prayer. Whether we love it, hate it, or we're indifferent to it, each and every one of us are called to pray for one another regularly. From guidance, healing, wisdom, and deliverance, there are countless areas of life that can be solved by a simple prayer. In today's message, Pastor Danny will teach you that one of the most powerful tools we have as believers is none other than prayer. In his study, you'll learn the importance of regularly gathering, confessing, and praying with one another as believers. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James, chapter 5, with today's edition of The Living Word. Let me give you some very, very practical suggestions. And here's the first one. Set aside time every day to pray. Some people have said to me sincerely, well, I just pray as I go through the day. There's nothing at all wrong with that. I recommend it. Nevertheless, Jesus is our example, and while we have the privilege of going throughout the day in a prayer attitude and praying, Jesus, Luke 5, when the news about him spread and his ministry grew so fast and so big, it says, yet Jesus often withdrew to lonely places where he prayed. He set aside time. I suggest making morning first and foremost, because I want to go into the day prayed up. Second suggestion, don't always close your eyes when you pray. Uh, Where do we get this? We always got to close our eyes. Uh, Jesus didn't always close his eyes. He stood at the tomb of Lazarus. It says he looked up to heaven and he prayed. He was talking to his father, but he prayed. We close our eyes. Somebody started that because it, it helps us to focus, to focus. But there's nothing else spiritual about closing your eyes. Do you understand that? If you're tired and you start to get drowsy and your eyes are closed, open your eyes. I highly recommend if you're operating a motor vehicle, keep your eyes open. Third suggestion, take prayer walks. This is one of the most practical things for me because it helps me be alert. I'm walking, I'm walking, but I'm praying. Jesus would go up into a mountain. He would go walk. He would go walk, and he said he went up there to pray. And I bet he didn't start praying after he got on the mountain. Take prayer walks. And if you can bike and pray, that's fine. Fine. It's just I got to think a whole lot less when I'm just walking. When I'm biking, I want to think about the cars and whoever, you know. Here's another suggestion. Try journaling. What is that? These are over six years. And I don't say this, I'm just using this as an example, personal example. These are notebooks of six, over six years of my journaling. I'm not the kind of guy to journal. 
I'm just not made up that way. Some of you are going, what is journaling? This notebook contains the first couple of years of my journaling. And my first one is recorded the date 3891. Some of you weren't even born then. And it didn't start in the morning with my morning devotions. It started as I was, if I remember right, leaving Piedmont Airlines where I worked at Tampa Airport and driving to my office, Calvary Chapel office at the time, was in Seminole, on Seminole Boulevard. And here's what I wrote down. Around noon while driving to Seminole, I was meditating on John 17, 3, thinking of if heaven was only being in the presence of God, no streets of gold, etc., just God, would that be a letdown? Then God spoke very clearly to me. And he said, I am more glorious than my creation. I remember it. I get Jesus bumps every time I read this. I'm more glorious than my creation. I wrote down, praise God, exclamation point. I began to think of all the great things I've seen and done around the world, mountains, scuba diving, great sunsets, etc. None of these compare with God himself. Amen, exclamation point. That was a simple, that was simple, simple but very meaningful. Now, let me give you almost two years later, because I went from early to last, most recent. This one, and I actually found this neon thing, and I had it up next to my desk. And it says, when praying for others, pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 20. And that's when I started praying Ephesians 1, 17 through 20. This is how it developed. I started at every morning. And I still make it a practice when I journal. And now they're all on the computer. I don't put them in notebooks anymore. They're just in the computer. But I'd start out, thank you, and I'd begin thanking the Lord, thanking the Lord. And I got that from Psalm, the psalm that says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. The gates are when you're on the way. And his courts with praise. So by the time you get into his presence, you got your heart and your mind in the right place. And I thank him. And this one was almost two pages of thankfulness. And then I began to pray, and I'd list specific prayers. I prayed for my brother Dwight, who was going through a very difficult time. I prayed specifically. I prayed for my wife, Wendy, and I only had one child at the time. Tanner was just a little tot. I said, give him the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Protect him from the evil one. Guide him in the paths of righteousness, wisdom, and understanding. I prayed for my brother Jimmy. He was going through a tough time. I prayed for my brother Eric, specifically. I prayed for... My stepfather, I prayed for his new wife because my mother had just recently gone home to be with the Lord. He not long after remarried, I prayed for them. I prayed for Calvary Chapel. I prayed specifically for the payoff of the building we were in at the time, which we ended up paying off, for new facilities that we needed desperately, for wisdom and direction, plans for kinships. That was our small groups. We call them life groups now new elders and deacons for them to be confirmed. I prayed, and I, there's a whole list. I prayed for our Congress, our Senate, our House president, our president-elect. I prayed for peace in Jerusalem. And there's a whole list of specific prayers in here. You know what it helped me do? It helped me to focus. You know what I've just begun doing? And I'm going to take some time off in July very soon. And during July, I'm going to go back and I'm going to read through all my journals. Here's the point. I'm not a journaling type of guy, but it helped me in my prayer life. 
And it helps me today. Help me to focus. But here's what else it did. And just from reading these few over the last couple of days, me feeling like, Lord, I'm not sure my prayer is powerful and effective. Am I really getting through? Are you really hearing me? Are you really answering? And I go back, and even just the first few pages, I look at things I prayed for my kids, and God answered them specifically in his time. I prayed for things for my wife, and God answered specifically. I prayed for things for this church, personal things, individuals, and ministry things, and God answered. I'm so encouraged to be able to look back and go, he really is hearing me. My prayer life is powerful and making a difference. I don't think my children would be who they are today if I hadn't prayed for them regularly, 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 regularly. I don't think my relationship with my wife, I don't think this church, listen, it's such a privilege for every one of us. I'm nobody special because I'm a pastor. That's just my calling. But if you're a Christian, you got the same Holy Spirit in you. You got the same Messiah I do. You got the same privileges I do. Same ones Elijah had. He, he, he just like us. And he prayed. And God heard. Well, let me give you a couple more and then we're going to close. Pray scripture as often as you can. Pray scripture. I found that over the years I've grown in that. I pray scripture. For people, I look at other prayers that Paul prayed and others like him, and I, I try to pray those prayers. Here's another one. Join a small group. Get involved in a ministry. Here's another one. Develop close relationships with godly Christians, and doing the one above that is how that's going to happen. And here's another one. Don't keep sin hidden. Proverbs 28:13. He who conceals his sin does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. That's what you want. Hey, have you got unconfessed sin? Well, let's finish it out. Ask for prayer. Paul the Apostle did. The writer of the Hebrews closed out and he said, pray for us. Paul would say things specifically for them to pray for. Pray that God would open the door for our message. Hey, if you're not praying for me and you call Calvary Chapel St. Pete your home church, I'm asking you pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for the pastors and the elders here. And then last but not least, pray for others. What a privilege to be able to pray for people and know that your prayers are making a difference. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of James. Each time you open the word, there's potential to learn. The New Testament letter from James is no exception. In its pages, you'll continue to find advice and practical application for living as a follower of Jesus. James emphasizes that faith is more than just words. It needs to be backed up by action. You live your faith out every day in how you interact with your family, friends, and co-workers, and what you spend your time doing. We hope that today you've been encouraged by the words of this book and that you've been inspired to show your faith to the world around you. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny Hodges right now, you can do so by visiting our website ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. 
you'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can watch a number of Calvary Chapel Fellowship services and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can join in the conversations there. Feel free to connect with us too, and we'll add some encouragement to your newsfeed. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll tune in again right here on The Living Word.